This is Season 7, Episode 5 of Beyond the Illusion. Connecting with your galactic family with Nell Guzman. In this episode, Nell Guzman shares her incredible journey through the realm of spirituality and inner growth. Born in South America and raised in a loving family, Nell had unique experiences and connections since childhood. As a result, she has built a profound understanding of communicating with different beings and energies, playing her part in the ongoing spiritual awakening happening around the world. In addition to her spiritual pursuits, Nell focuses on maintaining a balanced life as a dedicated mom and a hardworking professional. Let's go to our conversation with Nell Guzman, Tiana Roser, and myself, Tim Howe. I first met Nell when she came to our Austin Spiritual Awakening meetup. And before I mention, I want to put a little plug for this meetup. I know a lot of our listeners do not live in Austin, but we have both an in-person meetup once a month and we have a Zoom meetup once a month. And the whole reason why I created the meetup in the first place was because so many people don't have spiritual community and we're kind of lacking that now and these are some really challenging times and we sort of need others around us who are supportive or open and aligned and resonate and so I just want to let the listeners know that if you go into the about section on our website in my bio, there's a link there for our Zoom meetup. And so anyone, maybe some parts of the world, it's like 4 a.m. when we meet or something. But otherwise, anyone can join us every month. We have a different topic that we discuss. It's just a very casual, relaxed setting where every month we have a different topic of something spiritual and everyone is welcome to join. So the first time when I met Nell at the meetup, just when she opens her mouth, there's like so much, so many interesting things. I just feel like I've never sat down, like to sit down for an hour and talk with her. I'm so excited (laughs) because of her deep spiritual connection and experiences that she's had since she was very young. I was thinking maybe we could start there, Nell, kind of with what your personal spiritual journey has been. Well, thank you so much for the invitation. This is really exciting. These are times where we can really hide anymore. So I feel like even though we all came here to have a human experience or a spiritual connection to everything in the creation is what to me is the most important thing, right? So I feel like since I was very, very young, I was already aware of things that people around me were not aware. I always feel like like I didn't belong anywhere because I was born with a vision of things that most people didn't see, but I could see it. I was raised in a Roman Catholic family, went to Catholic school most of my life. So I talked to my mom about it, but 
I was always told not to mention anything in public or anything like that because people will label me as probably crazy or a child that probably need medication or something like that. It, everything that I saw and felt, I told most of my dad or my mom, some of my aunts. And I feel like a lot of people in my family had the gift, but nobody really talked about it. And it was not just seen like ghosts or spirits or them talking to me as a child. It was also talking to interdimensional like frequencies and seeing things up in space and kind of like knowing things that people didn't know since I was little. I think it started, I don't know, I feel like I always had dreams being like in a spaceship or being in like somewhere that I couldn't recognize as earth. And I always thought it was dreams, but they were very, very real. I woke up and it felt like I was really there. And it started probably, I don't know, maybe three or four years old. I think I remember more. I have more memories when I was very little than memories from like five, mm -hmm. 10 years ago. It's just that it's crazy that I remember most of the stuff when I was very little. And I remember telling my dad all the time, I used to look at the start and every time I got upset at my mom or I was very misunderstood as a child and I was labeled the trouble, like the black sheep of the family, the rebel without a cause. As a toddler, I didn't listen. I always kind of like argue authority and question everything. So I was an, an easy child. I had a lot of energy and I got bored really easy. And I'm still as an adult, kind of like hyperactive. I like to do several things and I feel like there's not enough time during the day for me to learn something. I feel like I just don't have enough time and I just want to grab on the human experience so bad that I just want to be everywhere and so I'm starting to slow down in my 40s, but that's how my whole life has been. It's just, I'm so eager to listen to people and learn from them and see how they react to things. So I tend to always just see what others are doing and how they're talking. And I just like to observe a lot. So you were raised being told that that was weird or <laughs> not normal. What point in your life was there a shift where you kind of decided to embrace it or realize like, oh, this is who I am and there's a higher reason for it. And that's why I have this connection. It took a long time. I feel like when I turned 18, I came to the States when I was 15 as an exchange student and then went back to my country and there was something that I needed to be here. So I came back when I was 17 and I never went back to my country, originally from South America. And so I, I came back and when I got to the States, I started going back into my memories in the last house that I lived. There was a lot of spirits there, always ca calling me, not letting me sleep. And it kind of like switched. I understood they were not trying to scare me. They were asking for help. So I was able to talk to my mom about one of the main spirits that didn't let me sleep in my bedroom. And it happened to be the father of the owner of the house, the previous owner. And he passed away 
And I got the message when I kind of like remember, oh my God, it was interesting because it's like that information was always there, but I never tap into it. So I knew at that moment when I remember this spirit, I just knew that he passed away in the house and he was just asking for my help. And I called my mom and I was like, I know who that man was. You need to call the previous owner. So my mom called the previous owner and she was like, you were right. He passed away from cancer and they got home when he was home the whole day dead. And when they got home, it's been like many, many hours that he passed. So my mom confirmed everything. And from that moment on, I started tapping more into like my dreams. And I think I recognize they're not trying to scare me. I don't have to run away from this because there was always this fear of being something bad. But in reality, yeah, it looks scary the way they were trying to get my attention, but they were actually asking me for help because I was able to see them and talk to them. So I think that's started a little bit of my journey on feeling more comfortable. But it took until my early 30s when I moved to Hawaii. That's when finally I was able to have a conversation with spirits because I think I learned through all those years since I was 18 until my 30s. It was like a practice period where spirits and I learned how to communicate through visions and forms and words and like different things that they did because a lot of them don't speak to me. It's just forms and shapes. And that's how I know what they're trying to say. So it's a different communication. So it took that long for me to learn, like we establish a way of communicating. And then from there, I started understanding my dreams when I was a baby, my connection with the star that I used to point out when I was little to my dad, I found out that it was Arturius and I had a connection with the Arturians. And from there, I started communicating with galactic beings and interdimensional beings. So it's been kind of like a little process. I think it took longer than my daughter, but I have a 22-year-old. She's in her 20s. She's already more advanced in her communication than I was in my 20s. So I feel like it took a while if I compare myself to her, but it was needed in order for me to be able to establish a communication. I don't know. It's like a language that I have with them, right? I have my own way of communicating with them and also recognizing the type of energy because throughout all this journey, I realized that not all the energies are good. So that is something that I have learned Uh, Because at the beginning, I was very open to anything, right? And I think it happens to a lot of us that has this type of gifts. So first of all, I was really glad what you just said, as far as learning, you said, both you and the other beings kind of had to learn to communicate with each other, because it's so relevant. I just had a client yesterday in our QHHT session, and she was receiving all these images, but not sure how to interpret them. And I was saying just what you were saying. I said, well, it's like learning a foreign language. The way that your spirit guide communicates with you is unique between the both of you. 
And it's just going to take practice to learn that language. Please don't give up and keep going. It's like learning how to interpret our dreams and other people can try to tell us what our dreams mean. But really, we have to learn that on our own because it can be unique to us. So it's Mm -hmm. really helpful, I think, to hear your experience so that others maybe because some people could easily give up and get frustrated. Mm -hmm. But just to recognize that we're all different as far as the way that we receive this kind of communication and how long it takes us. And I do think there's something like you're saying about this next generation where they're quicker and, and maybe they're more evolved beings that came in, or maybe the fact of you are the one raising her. And so she's had someone holding that space for her since she was born. Also, it could be the energy that's on the planet, the frequency that's on the planet mm-hmm. now. Because I've noticed that myself, like if I'm comparing, which I, I don't, but just kind of noticing, oh, wow, it took me X amount of time to really strengthen and develop that connection where I felt really comfortable. And now it takes people just a fraction of that time, mm-hmm. a lot of times, not for everyone. Yeah. But, yeah. So yeah, thanks for saying that. Yeah, I think right now, obviously, also, like, things are speeding up. There is a lot of things happening and a lot of events that are going to happen that might not be positive for humanity. And I feel like we really don't have that much time. I mean, we don't have those 20 years that I had to establish that communication and learn how to communicate. I feel like this new generation, we have to speed it up and they have to kind of like learn faster than we are. And they'll also come with a higher level of understanding and awareness. So it's just different generations. But I think I'm blessed and I am thankful for that time because a lot of the messages and information that I receive, it could be a lot. So I feel like that time that I had of training I feel like it was like a training. It helped me to be more mature and process in a better way the information that I receive. And also, I think it's important for me, I came here to have a human experience. So I really don't want my spiritual life and this connection. I don't want this connection to kind of like overtake my human experience. So That's like one of my main goals, keeping a balance and always remember that I really just want to be a mom and raise my kids and have a regular job too. Like a lot of people are like, why don't you just do this full time? And I'm very picky on clients. And a lot of the people in my mundane life have no idea I have these gifts, but I want to have that human life. I want to have that mundane probably for most people, maybe boring life. But to me, it's like, that's what I came here to do. Like, I really just want to just go on vacation like a regular person and pay my bills, believe it or not, that is what I want to do. And I feel like because I live between I have two different lives, I do. I live in this very spiritual world around beings and that are not from here, that a lot of people are not aware of. And then I just, I'm raising my kids and I have a job and I pay my bills and I worry about things that other people worry about. So it's just keeping that balance for me. is like really important. Yeah, absolutely. 
from the few times I've spoken with you now, I get the sense that you actually are a very spiritual person and you do have this really strong desire to help other people because I know you do that in your everyday life. You help other people. And you can talk about that for sure here in a second. The other thing is you do have these interesting gifts and you were talking about how you grew up as a Catholic and went to Catholic school. And when you said that, it reminded me of my own childhood. And I actually went to Catholic school as well for a year when I was in sixth grade. And it was funny because it kind of ties into what I'm going to ask you about here in a second. But when I was that age, I, I had a lot of weird experiences at night and I couldn't explain them. And then I kind of like just wrote them off as nightmares and they just kept happening over and over and I wasn't getting enough sleep and I was just a little kid. <laughs> and these dreams were me having interactions with what I would call like gray aliens. They were alien beings and I was having these dreams about them and it was all the time. So my mom, she was getting worried about me and so she told me to go and talk to the head nun. She was in charge of the school. <laughs> and so I went and I told her this and she was just incredulous. She couldn't believe it. She wouldn't believe it. She refused to believe it. And uh, she said that it was the devil. And she completely dismissed this experience that I was having. And she said that it was a devil. And then so I never opened up to anybody after that because I just, I knew they wouldn't understand because she didn't understand at all. So that was kind of interesting. But you have this really cool story about this star that you recognized when you were a little kid and you would point it out to your dad. And can you kind of tell us that story? Yeah, I I feel bad for my parents because I always, especially my mom, I rejected my mom since I was very little. I never really had like a mother and daughter connection with her. I had it more with my dad because I felt like my dad somehow was like from the same planet I was. And it was kind of like weird because I always used to tell my dad, I'm not from here. I'm not from this planet. Like this is not. And I didn't like, I didn't like the family I was born. Like, <laughs> and I didn't like the city. I didn't like the country. It was really hard. I had a really hard time just being happy in my first 15 years until I moved to the United States. And I used to look at the star. I mean, I think I was like four when I started doing that. And I looked at the star and I used to tell, like talk to the star and be like, can you just please pick me up? Please pick me up. I don't like these people. I don't know who they are. And I used to tell my dad, they left me here with you. You're now my dad. And my mom used to get really upset. And she's like, Trust me, I had you in my belly. I'm your mom. Like, I remember pushing you out of my body. Like, she <laughs> was just upset, you know? And I used to call my mom by her first name, never, like, didn't want to call her mom. And these are things that she couldn't talk to anybody about. Like, she just had to deal with it. I can't imagine my four-year-old. I mean, if I was, like, the way my mom thought back then, it would have been really hard. My son will tell me, I lived in Mars. And I'm like, oh, great. How was it? You know, but my mom was, I mean, just the fact that I talked to spirits and saw ghosts, that was enough for her to like freak out. So when I talked about something outside this planet, it was just very overwhelming. But my dad kind of like supported, I don't know if he, my dad passed away a couple of months ago, but I never asked him like, did you really believe me? Or did you just like play it along? To make me happy because he used to be like really 
well, I'll try to be the best that I can be here. I'm sorry they left you. And he kind of like play along with it. And he used to be like, so how are they? And I'm like, I don't know. I think they're blue and tall. And my dad is like, oh, good. Do they live in a star? They came in a spaceship. And he kind of like let me talk about it. And then I literally found out about the star when I was 18. I finally was like, studied, like reading more about stars. I was always very into it, but I really never figured out what the star was. And one day I was like, I, this is a star that I used to look at when I was little. And I looked and I'm like, oh my God, that's Arturius. And the blue beans were the Arturians. And then I started putting together all my dreams and everything. Dreams that I had all the time. I was like three years old. I was in a spaceship and these blue beans were everywhere. And I was just running around like a little toddler, just happy, like in this spaceship. So I was like, oh, wow, these are the beings. This is the family that I thought that left me anyway. And I started doing meditation. I started practicing TM in my early 30s. And I think after I started practicing TM, that's when my communication were high dimensional beings and Arturians and and a lot of them starting just sharing messages with me. Yeah. And I started meeting more people that are able to do the same thing. So you mentioned earlier that the times that we're in, we don't have time to do this long training ground and that some of the things that are maybe going to happen or unfold might not be so pleasant for the human race. Can you elaborate on that? I'm sure everyone's wanting to know what you're referring to. I feel like a lot of messages that I receive from Earth Ascended Masters, I also work with the Archangels, the Christ Energy, Mother Aces. There's a lot of high-frequency Ascended Masters and multidimensional beings that I connect with. And to tell you the truth, they really are not very like, okay, this is what's going to happen. But the messages that I mostly receive is to prepare, just be ready, discernment. This word is like a lot nowadays. And I think a lot of people have heard this a lot from a lot of the people out there that have gift and are able to communicate is that there is a spiritual word happening and it is happening. And only, only few people can see it. I feel like more every day, but I think it's just like the movie, The Matrix. There are people in this little bubble where They're just doing the little mouse game and going around this little circle. And that is it. And it just doesn't matter what is going on outside that bubble. They cannot see it. It doesn't matter how much you tell them, how much you like shake their shoulders. They cannot see it. They haven't taken the red pill. And I feel like the people that are aware to step out of that bubble and are aware to hear these messages through meditation, through changing, even changing your diet to something more like coming from earth, even connecting to to Jesus, to the energy of Jesus, to connecting to God, 
to connecting to a universal high frequency energy, whatever you want to call it, that will make you aware, oh, this is a little game that you've been playing. There's more than this. So when I was doing the meditation at the beginning, I received this messages and said, um, hear us, feel us, see us. So that is the how we are communicating or they are communicating with us. And I'm saying they, these are galactic beings, not on earth right now. This is the way they can communicate with us right now. They're not really going to say anything straightforward like this is what's going to happen because there are universal laws to protect free will, to protect humanity from like going into a panic mode, which is already in that panic mode because that fear has been injected into humanity, but it could be worse. So the messages are just to get ready spiritually be aware there is a lot of spiritual things happening like a lot of different people that's their business that's what they're doing to make a living in this human experience but also we have to be discerning of the services we have to be discerning of what we're listening to what we're watching because and this is the main message from that be aware because I remember when I was little, it was a lot of like evil, good and evil, right? Good and evil. And a lot of people were like, oh, that's something that is like the Catholic church or the Christian church, but really it has nothing to do with religion. There is a good and evil polarity, like war right now happening. And I feel like we have to stay in the middle as, as the spiritual beings that we are, and if we are aware of more than our world, if we can see more than what we're living at the moment, if we can see outside of that, you are awake. You have waken up from the dream. As soon as you notice, oh, oh, wow. Yeah, I do have to pay my bills. I do have to do this. But there is more than that. It's not just this. There is more than this, right? So that's kind of like their main message because they really not telling me anything directly or very clear is very much like be aware. And I've been getting this message for a long time, buy a piece of land, grow your own food, be off the grid and buy as much land as you can stay away from big cities. Or if you leave, close to the city, try to like be in the outside of the city and create a community where your children can grow up and be able to be themselves. And we have to deprogram ourselves as parents in order to raise this new generation. So there's a little bit of everything. I heard from friends that have very similar gifts, kind of the same messages and on saving on food, having cash, things like that. Yeah, there's a lot. I'm trying to filter information because I also see visions and dreams, but they are not very clear because we live 
in different like timelines can change quickly. So you can get a message and then things can change tomorrow because everything is moving so fast, really, really fast. But the important thing is to create a community where there's no judgment, where we are really aware we can be open, but aware because these very low vibration, dark energies are really creeping in into spiritual groups, what we watch, what we hear, what we read. And it's not being creating fear because there's enough fear out there. It's creating awareness of just opening our eyes a little bit more. And I tell that to my daughter a lot. I said, every single person that you meet, I don't take as a client, every single person that comes to me and wants my services. I have to first pray about it. And I have to really feel that I can do something for that person and their spiritual guides and their sending message really want that person to get a message from me to them. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, that's a theme. What you were just talking about, everything like preparing yourself and basically like not being so reliant on the systems that are already in place and that have been in place for so long now because those systems are starting to crack and crumble and they may not be here for much longer and if they're really not serving us the way that they were intended to, right? So yeah, I think it's really important for all of us to, like you said, form communities that um, maybe we come up with our own systems that are better and for us at least, and it doesn't have to mean that they're better for everyone, but whatever works for us. And I think that's a really important message. And it's similar to some of the messages that we've heard from other guests that we've had on, like Carrie Hummingbird, she said something almost identical to what you're saying right now. So yeah, I think it is important. And the people that are kind of in tune with this higher vibration or or more spiritual people are really kind of feeling the same way. And uh, yeah, it's becoming, at least from my perspective, more of a consensus, like it's time, like everyone, we have to move on. We can't just keep going and doing this. We've been doing it forever. That's not the point. We didn't come to earth to just do what everyone else did. We did. We didn't do that. So yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, there's a couple things I wanted to ask about. I did want to ask more about your services that you do provide for people. And that would be great if you could talk a little bit about that. But I also want to mention something that you told me one time when we had a a conversation. You told me that you picked up that I had like Pleiadian, that I was part of this Pleiadian group. And I actually do feel that. I have felt that for a very long time. Even Tiana and I have had conversations where we feel like the Pleiadians are in our minds and in our meditations at times. And I thought that was very interesting that you picked up on that. So do you pick up on that for certain people? Do you pick up on those kind of things? And then maybe you could talk about your services too. Yeah, I think as I tap into the person's energy and like their galactic history as soon as I start talking to you. So if I put the intention into tapping into it and your galactic family and your ascended masters and spiritual guides are, it's like, they don't give permission, but they kind of like give me a hint. Yeah, this person is ready to receive this information, right? Because I cannot, I will not share something. First, I will not receive the message if you're not ready to hear it. So every information that I receive and I share with whoever I talk to is because that person is ready to receive that information at the moment. 
And how was explained to me is that every time if I'm talking to you and I mentioned to you about the Pleiades being Pleiadian, that is kind of like a door that I open for you. So as soon as I give you that information, I'm opening a door of memories that kind of were blocked in order for you to have a human experience. So if we remember every single thing, all the past lives that we had and galactic life that we have and all these experiences before this present human experience, you will not able to enjoy this human experience. Because to tell you the truth, I don't know, I'm more galactic than human. So that's why I'm working on enjoying my human experience. Because if I remember everything, I for sure I will be like, I don't want to be here. There is planet Earth. And having a human experience is not an easy experience. And I feel like a lot of the light beings that decide to come to Earth are very advanced. They had already kind of like done very important and powerful work somewhere else. And this is like a place where you come to feel really everything intensively. Pain, hate, love passion, everything, which you can do that and being another type of being. Everybody, every single race is different and they all have their own magic. But I feel why a light being decides to come to earth. And I mean, suffering is not fun and it's part of the human experience. Everybody's going to suffer. Everybody's going to go through pain. That is not the fun part of it or struggle, or be hungry and feel the pain when you're hungry. But we decided to come here, right? So anyway, so when I talk to my clients, or when I talk to someone, I'm opening that memory. And after that, you'll have either messages or more connections. And it's kind of like a domino effect, you're going to start opening your own doors after that. And It's not that I have the power to do that. It's just that I have that connection with them. And after that, you can do it yourself. But it's kind of like opening is that key, right? That you probably had it, but you don't know where you put it at (laughs) because they erased that memory of it. So yeah, that's part of the services that I offer because I'm able to tap into even like family that passed away, their energy, I hope I didn't lose you guys. Did I lose you? No, your your video froze up for a minute, but we yeah. can still hear you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Yeah, you're good. Okay, let me know because it looks like my internet is acting up. Let's continue. So part of the services are I do clearings because I work with the archangels. So the archangels do the clearing and I work with them for them to do clearings for people that have some kind of light blockages when it comes to like making decisions or love and things like that. I also do galactic healings with everything is like distant healing. The person doesn't. We lose her? Yeah. Give it a minute. I wonder if her frequency does that too. I wanted to ask. Yeah, she does that happen a lot? Yeah, because it was weird. The first time it happened was, when, remember when I asked her about that star? Sorry, we uh, lost you for a minute. We no. were, I was. I wonder if her frequency like messes with the internet. <laughs> yeah, it might. I think she's frozen <laughs> again. Oh, wait. Oh, there she is. Okay. So I was listening to you guys. This happens a lot, especially when I'm receiving messages. And I also asked Mother Aces to be here. 
And I started working with Earth Ascendant Masters as well. I'm more galactic. I work more with galactic beings. And maybe four months ago, three months ago, there was a situation where I had to start working with Earth Ascendant Masters and become a little bit more, embrace more the human experience. And that is all because of this dark and light kind of spiritual war that is happening. So I have to be more grounded now. So I feel like there's a lot of energies here and it happens a lot, especially when I'm talking to my clients. And if I'm receiving messages, it happens with the computer. Sometimes my voice will change and start acting like sounding robotic or something really weird stuff like that. But it's just part of the frequency. Even when I receive messages, I'm used to it now. But it could be really overwhelming. I mean, it could give you nausea, you can feel vertigo, headaches, you can feel that you're going to pass out, because we're all energy. And if you are communicating with beings that have a different frequency, especially if that frequency is not from Earth, it could be overwhelming. It feels like you're being like electrocuted. Sometimes it feels like you're in a car speeding 200 miles per hour. Uh, so it could be really overwhelming. So going back to my services, I am very like, picky on the client and who I choose to have a family. And I have to make sure that I'm really helping somebody and not I work with the person energy when I'm receiving messages, we establish a connection, I establish a connection with whoever is giving me their information. And so it's important to me to make sure that I feel comfortable. But yeah, so it's clearings with the archangels. I do energetic healings with the Arturians. And I also I haven't done it in a while. When I was living in New York City, I used to do a lot of clearance in person. And it was just trying to open the path of like break any agreements and contracts and acknowledgements that the person have unconsciously done through life or their ancestors have done for them. A lot of people that came to me was like they had problems with money and understanding money and understanding how to be prosperous and how to be wealthy. So I did a lot of that stuff through body work and energy work in person, but I can still do that through Zoom or if the person gives me permission, I can do it without not, they're not even being next to me. I heard that you can interpret light language. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, that's another. I developed that gift. I think it started when I was in my 20s. Uh, I thought it sounded like when Christian people talks like tongues and stuff like that. And I thought that was what it was. And I really don't know much about tongues, but I had a Christian friend who was like, I think you speak tongues. And I'm like, what is that? And then I started, I think my daughter was like two years old. So it was 20 years ago. I was 22 or 24. And I started spelling words with my forehead. And a year after that started happening, I read the book about uh, as and is given. Oh my God, this is what was happening to me because it happened to me 
when my daughter was very little and then finally it went away and then it came back when she was around eight and she used to help me write words and then it stopped again so it never came back but then I started like hearing people talking this tongue thing and I was like that's not tongue that's like a galactic language and somehow I just knew what they were saying so I'm a translator that's what the Arturians call me and according to the Arturians and the message that I received from them that was a job that I had in one of my past lives I used to be a translator for the Galactic Federation so I know many 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 languages and so I have a lot of people that speaks light language and they send me their message they record it they send me messages and they're like, now can you translate this for me? And I do that. <laughs> That's so cool. I've never heard of anybody who does that. I just think it's so funny. You're like, do you know you've been cursing in Arcturian or who knows what they're saying? I'm just joking, of course, because the light language is usually this very high. Even the rest of us don't know what's being said, but we feel it. And so it's a beautiful high vibration or that's the only ones that I've heard with light language. Oh, this is a question. So then do the dark ones have like a dark yes, language instead of the light language where they're speaking? They do. They do. I actually had a client who sent me messages and that's why I started working with Earth Sunday Master three months ago. And she sent me these messages and I could not understand. And I told her, this is very ancient. I don't feel good about it. And every time I heard it, it felt like somebody punched me in the middle of my gut. I'm remembering and it makes me sick of my stomach. And I told her, you need to find somebody to help you. This is not good. And she kept sending it. She's like, it's talking again. I cannot stop talking this. And I just thought it was a very ancient, draconian, galactic. It ended up being a demon. But it sounded like light language, but it, it was different. I knew it was different. And I felt fear when I heard it. So I knew it was not high frequency and I knew it was not galactic. I felt like it was very ancient and it belonged to a demon that was from, I think it was the fourth hell. There is seven hells. And so he was very powerful. So that's what I'm telling you, that people need to have a lot of discernment. You need to really, and this sounds like a lot of work, but in order for you to be able to have this connection with God, have this connection with this very compassionate, loving energy, and to be able to say, you know what, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel good. This is different. You need to, you need to like look into this. You have to live a life where I'm not saying that I don't curse. I get upset. I'm having a human experience. I have a four-year-old and I have a 22-year-old, but I do my best to live and live my life in a place of balance where yet it's okay to get upset at my kids or feel frustrated, but not stay in that state of frustration and anger, right? So I'm still feeling all these things that I came here to feel, but I'm not staying in it. I still watch TV, but I choose what I want to watch. I don't watch like I don't have cable and I choose to watch documentaries and certain things. And when something doesn't feel good, I turn it off. When something doesn't feel good to hear it on the radio, I turn it off. 
So what I want people is to take control of their lives because the dream is that somebody else was going to take care of you. The government was going to take care of you. Your church was going to take care of you. Somebody else was going to take care of you. And that is the dream for us to have this human experience as slaves. And we really never chose anything. It was chosen for us. So this is why now there's no time. There's no time. So when we realize, oh, I don't feel good doing what everybody else is doing, it's because you're out of that dream and it's time for you to really have this true human experience and really choose for yourself. What did you want to do? It doesn't mean that everything else is bad. It means that you're finally choosing for yourself and you're deciding what you want for yourself. Other people can choose to stay there. That's what they choose. But the main idea is to choose, to use your free will and to unslave yourself from from the dream. I hope I didn't (laughs) go another way. I'm trying to see. What was the original question? (laughs) That's perfect. That's a great message. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, that was great. Thank you, Nell. Yeah, it looks like we're out of time. And can you please tell our listeners where they can find more more about you and your services? We had a website, my daughter and I, and we are working on the website. The last three months have been another journey and learning experience. So we are changing a lot of the things and how we put our information out there. So I just have an email and you are welcome to share it. And then if anybody's interested in services, you could send me an email and that is Nell dad. So Nell N E L L dot one with the number one with W I T H at gmail.com. And you can send me an email and just put a little quick message and see what is it that you want. And I can send you more information. I usually will do, I don't have to talk to the person, but just through the email, I'll tap into this person energy and I'm able to just decide if I want to work with them or not. That sounds great. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming on and taking the time to talk with us too. Thank you. I appreciate it. I hope, I really pray that I could share an important message with your listeners and with humanity. These are times where there is no time to waste. There's a lot of things happening and we need to be aware of who we are, what we want from this experience. That's the most important thing, what we want from this experience and make the best out of it and enjoy, be present. Because I feel like the future is now. The future is now. That's how fast time is traveling. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond the Illusion. I'd like to say thank you very much to Nell Guzman for taking the time to talk with us and for sharing her gifts and knowledge with us. And thanks to everyone that made this podcast possible. Produced and hosted by Tim Howe and Tiana Roser. Music by Casey Henson. For more information, please visit beyondtheillusionpodcast.com. 
Thank you so much to everyone who took the time to post a review for this podcast. We really appreciate it. Take care.